live A-C-U. from the ACU of Texas Studios. This is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. Fans of all kinds of all sports, this is T. Diddy, professional heavyweight boxer with None So Strong Boxing Podcast. I'm your host with my teammate and co-host, professional heavyweight boxer and knockout artist, Mean Gene Hill. And last but not least, we have top rising amateur star, EJ. What's up? How y'all doing, man? Introduce yourself. It's Eugene Jr. or EJ. And here to talk boxing today. This is Eugene Hill, Mean Gene Hill from Dickinson, Texas. Heavyweight boxer, 34-2 and two with 22 knockouts. I'm glad to be here. It's our first podcast. We're going to get it started. Okay, today we're talking about, we're going to open up with our subject of the day. Starting off will be the fight with Luis Resto versus Billy Collins. A lot of people don't know about this fight. It was back in the 80s, like 80, between 82 and 84. But it's such a controversial fight that I think that we should start exposing the world to certain fights and certain incidents when it has to do with boxing. And like everybody like become more informed about boxing knowledge. So it was a guy, a very controversial guy named Panama Lewis. He's a trainer, a Cuban trainer, but he's known for all kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Malfeasance in the ring. I mean, this guy, first it started with the famous fight with Alexis Aguayu versus Aaron Pryor, the Hawk. Now, this fight was like one of the greatest fights in boxing history. Um, it really... Uh, uh, when when Aaron Pryor fought against uh, it was this guy was undefeated. I mean, he was knocking out everybody at 140 pounds, tall, rangy, um, very good musculature, and it was just no way that Aaron Pryor was a a person that everybody kind of avoided fighting, but everyone know he had skills. I mean, he beat Tommy Hearns in the amateurs, so. And he always was trying to fight Hearns and Sugar Ray Lennon, but nobody, he was one of the most avoided fighters. Uh, and he ended up fighting Alexis Oguayu, which was the Hall of Fame first ballot, one of the greatest fighters ever, knockout artist. He knocked out the famous uh, boxing trainer of Mike Tyson. Uh, I can't even remember his name right now. What's, Tyson's, what, what's Mike Tyson's trainer name? Uh, you know the What's Tyson's the one that was with him the whole time uh, I don't know it'll lose me I'll get back to that but he knocked him out and uh, so the fight starts and Alexis Aguayo is putting on the pressure I mean he's so rangy which means he's so rangy meaning um, he's, his, his height for his weight division most fighters can't get in on him. And the problem with it is that he has punching power also. So Alexis Aguayu was knocking out everybody. So when he was knocking him out, Aaron Pryor, an unknown commodity, 
was really coming on strong and then all of a sudden he started getting tired and the controversy from this fight was that Panama Lewis once again Panama Lewis y'all remember that name Panama Lewis in between in between rounds the microphone picked up a conversation and uh the conversation was you know he said give me the water bottle and uh, they gave him just a regular water bottle. He said, no, not that bottle. The other one. The one I mix. And he didn't know that the microphone caught that on air. And all of a sudden, he gives Aaron Pryor something to drink out this bottle. And he comes out with a burst of energy. And ends up knocking out the heavily touted Alexis Aguayo. I mean, he was dead tired when he sat down. But once he took a drink out of the special bottle that no one knows about, he came out like it was the first round, full of energy, full of punches, and no one could figure out what happened. So they ended up starting an investigation over that, and it was a big controversy. Well, our first fight that we're starting off talking about today was seven months after that. Panama Lewis, he gets a fighter with a subpar record, 19-7, and seven, against an undefeated fighter they just signed with top-ranked boxing, which was Bob Arum, the same guy that had some dealings with Muhammad Ali all the way back from then to now. He has Manny Pacquiao, Terrence Crawford, and a slew of fighters. But he's always been relevant from start to finish. So if you get signed by a time about top rank you know you're doing something good well anyway Panama Lewis he gets this guy with a subpar record fighting an undefeated rising you know knockout artist and he was white which helped him out a lot because you don't see too many white champions in boxing so they start the fight and all of a sudden he just everyone in the fight notices that this guy is just breaking up Billy Collins' face. The, uh, the, the, the Mexican guy, Luis Resto, every punch he hit is having devastating effect on his face and his body. He even said after the fight, he thought he broke one of his ribs early in the fight. And he's like, and if you look at the audio from the commentary between rounds, you can hear the guy saying, man, I didn't know he was that strong. He a lot stronger than I thought. And it was because every punch had devastating effects on him. But, not, you know, he didn't know that the gloves had been tampered with. They took all the padding out the gloves. So it's kind of like he was being hit with bare knuckle punches. And with a hand wrap, that's kind of like a case on your hand. You know, it's kind of like he's getting hit with bricks the whole night. He was, he was brave enough to stay in the fight. He didn't quit. And it actually went the whole 10-round distance. But the underdog won a unanimous decision on all three judges' scorecards. And the funny part about this story is the guy would have got away with it. They didn't suspect anything. Nobody said anything. It's just like it's always a factor of human error. So the guy walks over to congratulate the loser the undefeated guy, Billy Collins. And as he's hugging him, saying, man, good fight, good fight. You know, you'll, you'll be back 
blah, blah, blah. He's walking away and they see his glove kind of deformed. In the because Billy Collins' uh, trainer was his daddy, which was actually a former fighter. So, you know, he kind of one is his son, so he's looking at a different set of eyes at the fight. Two, he's an ex fighter, so he kind of knows what he's looking for, also. And man, when the guy had shook his hand and told him good fight, the dad grabbed his hand and said, Hey, man, what, what's going on with this glove? Hey. Somebody check these gloves. And then the fighter was like, ah, let my hand go. Let my hand go. Ah. And he was like, hey, check these gloves. So the fighter started immediately screaming for his trainer, Panama Lewis, once again, the guy known for nothing but corruption in boxing. And he came over there, you know, he tried to get out of it. He was just came over there screaming, those are the gloves you gave us. Those are the gloves you gave us. That was the gloves you gave us. You know, but that didn't work. The referee told them, take off them gloves. They were still trying to lead the ring and take the gloves off in the back. The referee fortunately made them take off the gloves right in the ring and took them and had them reviewed. And that's when they realized the gloves had been tampered with. Uh, all the padding was taken out the gloves and this, this, and that. So it became a big, big, big story in boxing. The guy, his face, if you can imagine this, was very grotesque. I mean, it looked like the elephant man, if you know what that is. I mean, he had knots and hickeys all over his head, hematomas, swelling. And if you know about boxing, you know you always look worse the next day after a fight. It's not how the fighter looks in the ring or at the post-fight press conference. Go see the fighter the next day. When you see him the next day, that's when you know the effects of the punches. So it was a reporter that sent uh, a cameraman to Billy Collins' hotel to uh, take photographs of him the next day. And oh my God, I have the photographs. I wish I could show you through this radio show, but you're gonna have to take my word for it. His <laughs> eyes, I mean, it looked like he had ultrasounds without the pregnancy. <laughs> I mean, his <laughs> eyes were completely swollen. I mean, grotesque, purple. I mean, and I mean, the the look of his face was like somebody beat him with a hammer in his face. I mean, they said after reviewing the editor said you should have had him open his eyes for the pics. And the guy told him his eyes was open. That's how bad it was. So after that, um, the guy fell into a deep, deep, deep depression, the undefeated fighter that had lost. This one makes the story so compelling. He, fell, he falls into a deep, deep, deep depression, and he started beating on his wife. His wife ended up, because he had a wife and one kid, the wife ended up moving out their apartment because she can't take the way he's because they went to the doctor and the doctor said that he was almost uh, blind because he had torn corners and cataracts and all this and that. So they ended up telling him he couldn't fight anymore. And that just, he had built his whole life as a fighter. He was undefeated at 14 and 0 with 11 knockouts. They were bringing him along, you know, four or five more fights to a championship. He had a very, very hard punch and very good boxing skills. So 
his life was on the up and up. And when you just take something, pretty much you take away everything a person has. So now what is he going to do? He don't have money coming in. Yeah, and back then they didn't really have nothing to fall back on. They just depended on, on boxing. Solely depended on boxing. So, I mean, he started drinking, smoking, doing drugs. Like He just kind of fell into a depression because the mm-hmm. one thing that he could do, the one thing that he wanted to do was subsequently and illegally, erroneously taken away from him. So he never had that opportunity. So what was his identity as a person? So, man, the wife leaves and he gets even worse. He's trashing the apartment. He's drinking all day and night. And come to find out, only eight months after the fight, because they said it was almost nine months, which means it was like eight months in a few days. So I'm going to say eight months. Eight months after the fight, he commits suicide. Now, the bad thing about this is that he did it with one of his friends in the car. Like, man, if you're going to, I mean, (laughs) if you're going to do something like that, let me out the car, man. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying I'll let you do it, but I don't want no part of that. So I'm thinking, what the hell was the friend doing? Riding in the car with this guy, and he's telling him, man, I think I'm just end it all. I'm, I would have said, yo, let me out. Eugene, what would you do if you're in a car and I just say, man, I can't take this loss no more. I think I'm going to just kill both of us. Oh, man, I say suck it up. You know, like, I mean, you, you ain't take a loss. You just took a, a lesson and move on. Keep it moving, you know. But we're actually in the car and I'm driving while I'm telling you this. What would you do? And you driving? Yeah. Tell you let me out. <laughs> <laughs> what you think, EJ? Uh, I'll be I'll be pretty nervous. I'm thinking you're gonna crash the car or something. Would you just but, sit? Uh, would you just sit in there and just hope that I'm just talking crazy or would no, you try I'll to talk me down? I'll just wait and see what happens. Because I'll I t- I mean the reason why I'm asking is. I've been, I, I got a name for these. I call them death rides. I've been on some death rides before. And I had a friend and he he was a, I grew up with two best friends. And we were like the three amigos. We went everywhere, we did everything. We were inseparable. And um, one of my friends, he had more money, well, not him. His parents had more money than my parents at the time. I was staying with my aunt in a very bad, roach-infested, no-food-type type environment. And he had a nice house. His mom worked for the airlines. For She retired from the airlines. She worked there like 30, 40 years, and she had big money. I mean, when I used to go over his house, I think maybe that's part of the reason I... Ah, that don't sound right. But I became his friend, but he had the food. Like, when when I used to go over his house, he had a full refrigerator. He had food. He had pizza pockets. Throwing a microwave, cereal and milk, ice cream, desserts. And he had, like, the newest game systems back then. We had Nintendos. and I mean, he had everything. His mom, he was the only child. So, I mean, his mom... And she was doing pretty good. So she, he had AC, 
you know, in the house. I mean, it was cool. It was nice, man. I never wanted to leave his house. Well, Eugene, I'm sure you know something about that. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> well, anyway, he's a little skinnier than us. Like, I was skinny growing up, but, you know, I ended up becoming more, you know, bigger than him. And my other friend was bigger than him also. So he couldn't, let's say, physically beat any of us or anyone. So when he would drive a car, the car made him bigger than just him on, you know, standing in a regular street. So he would use the car as his power. Like we tried to fight him in the street. He would bow down. If, if you tried to confront him in the house, he would bow down. But oh Lord, if you let him get mad while he's driving that car, you are at his mercy. And I used to call it the death ride because he would take us on rides and he would threaten to crash into stuff and ride off of bridges. And I'm in the car. I mean, he's driving fast. It's like, we doing 60, 70, 80. I can't dive out the car, you know, at 60, 70 miles an hour. So what are my options? So I'm like, okay, can I beg him to stop? Or should I, a few times I was like, man, come on, stop playing like that, stop playing like that. You know, and then after he used to do it so frequently, I tried the opposite approach. I was like, yeah, I don't give a, I don't give a care, you know, let's cry. You ready to die? I'm ready to die. I really didn't mean it. But I was, I was, you know, that was my way of showing them. Oh, okay, here we go again. We're on another death ride. So it could have been a case like, I don't know if the guy ever did it before, but how do you react? The funny thing is he drove off a bridge on purpose, one mile away from his home. He died on impact and the passenger lived. So the friend didn't even die. And this was eight months after losing his first pro fight. And he was all because of, it was an illegal tampering of the gloves. It busted up, it took his sight, he was going blind and he just couldn't cope with it. And they did a documentary on it, I think on HBO, and it's called Assault in the Ring. So y'all ever wanna look up the story of Louis, Louis Resto, uh, Billy Collins and Panama Lewis, you can look it up on YouTube or on HBO On Demand. But it's a documentary called Assault in the Ring. That's the name of it, and that's the story of it. And just revisiting that made me want to make this our first topic of our first podcast because I'm like, wow, what a tragic ending. Yeah, I mean, you 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 know, you had training for a fight and doing all this hard work and, and uh, preparation for a fight. And you know you get in the ring and never know that that's going that's gonna, that's your last fight. You know, like exactly. You're not going home to your family after after that night. And you know? that's why I think boxers. <clears throat> and I might be biased because I am a boxer, but I think boxers should get more respect for what they do. They should get more money for what they do. They should get more respect for what they do. And I think one thing that boxing needs is some type of union or a pension and maybe they can pay into it you may maybe five percent of your purse or two percent of your purse but that's what mark remember mark Breland did that yes and but i mean like mandatory like a job you know how your job just automatically take out 
money out your check mm-hmm. if you work a regular job and then you end up you can retire and you get checks for life mm-hmm. i think they should do that for boxers because it is a lot of cases of former world champions contenders and great boxers that end up poverty stricken with nothing uh living homeless uh on drugs suicide like all type of things because they didn't manage their money well they didn't have the education of finances they were taken advantage of somebody swindled them out of their money i think that the i think the judges i think the judges in these fights all professional boxing fights should be in the referee should be former boxers like I think yeah it, I mean I would agree because, because to to have somebody on the on the around the ring who never been in the ring and like you know your 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 boxing matches in they is in their mercy like but they never been in the ring before yeah you know like I definitely mean, the the that's like having somebody coach you who don't know nothing about boxing that happens you know? that actually happens a lot in boxing yeah uh I'm, uh I mean you don't, you don't think uh you don't think the referees and the judges should should be uh, former boxers? I mean, they got them commentating. They but, really good commentators. But how but many commentators never box? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I think that I think that uh, I think as far as like the judges, the judges and the referees should be former boxers. Even the commentators. That because the, the commentators is who we are, we all really listen to when they commentate. When we got when they have like. Roy Jones. We listen to Roy Jones more than we listen to uh what who was the what's the other Larry Max Merchant? Kellerman. Larry Merchant, you know? Max Kellerman. Max Kellerman. Oh my God. You know who don't like Max Kellerman is uh Terrence Crawford. He kinda because this one thing that I think that commentators I wouldn't go as far as Eugene to say that I think they should be former fighters, but I think of course, you have to have at least one. That's that's the chemistry they've been doing lately. They'll have a color commentator. They'll have a commentator announce, and then they'll have one former fighter, hopefully. So, so you telling me that that you'll have one of them commentators in your corner over <laughs> over uh, Roy Jones that's commentating? Okay, a well, boxer. okay. Let me. You mean as my trainer? Yeah. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Do you think that Bobby Benton is a good trainer? I think he is. I think, you know, he grew up in the gym. You know, he grew up in the gym. And I'm talking about guys who ain't never put on a pair of gloves. Like, I mean, Bobby grew up in the gym as a little kid. His daddy was a a manager, and, and he just grew up in the air. Since I remember he What does that have to do with Bobby Benton? He he know the he been in the he been in the in the gym. He's you work, he's said he no he, he put worked. on a pair of gloves is what you said. No, but listen, <laughs> you have these guys like uh, you have these guys sitting sitting around the judging table that nobody never heard of. Never they never they never even been to a boxing gym. Probably I never know? heard of Bobby Benton. <laughs> Bobby Benton is like one of the to me in my opinion he's one of the best. Houston trainers out there. Okay, let's say you're not from Houston. Well, I mean, now you gotta look at like Bobby Ben been in the been with uh Austin Trout, Chris Henry, 
I mean, he been in the corner of some great fighters, man. What has he done that qualifies him to be a trainer of a great fighter or any fighter for that that matter? Bobby know Bobby knows. Bobby has been in my corner. Oh, okay. Bobby, has now been we in, getting it. Bobby has been in my corner. <laughs> have, you, have you been? Have you been in your corner? Yes, he's been in my corner. So, all right. So we. All right. So by him being in your corner, uh, did, did you? Would you? Would you oh, switch oh, him up? Oh, oh, let me get a disclaimer. I'm not saying Bobby Ben is a bad coach. Oh, okay. Or not a great coach. I'm just talking about this. Okay. Continue. I rather have Bobby Ben in my corner than <laughs> than Max than Max Kellerman. I rather have Bobby Ben in my corner than uh, what's that dude? The old man, you don't know. He just said you don't know. Larry, Larry Merchant. Larry Merchant. But I tell really, but tell me why? Yeah, I understand that you would like Bobby Ben, but you're not telling me why. Bobby know how to. If you Bobby put on some gloves, Bobby can hit a bag and, and look like. I mean, he he can throw one twos, left hooks, and pivot, and he really? know the game. He he can he can adapt and he know how to adjust anybody's style. I never, me, oh, I've me, never seen that. Maybe by, see you. You seen more than I have. I've never seen him hit a bag. Yeah, I mean he actually getting out there running with these guys like doing that's cardio. They don't have nothing to do with boxing. Guys. Cardio don't have nothing to have do a, with he, boxing skills. Well, since he been in my corner, now if he, he want to be the strength coach, that's something different. <laughs> <laughs> you want him to be the strength coach, yeah. the conditioning. Strength and conditioning. Nah, he just know the game. He's been around a long time, and uh, he's a gym rat. He's a gym rat, and he know the game. He know how to. He know. How, I mean, look at who. Look who all he worked with. He got a world. He had a world champion, Regis. Mm-hmm. Chris Henry, Austin Trout, world champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, he worked with a lot of people, man. I, was, I give him that. And he, have, he have a really good I like, resume. I, I, yeah, I like what Bobby. About these, do you know any judges' names? I like Bobby. When I was they, just, I was just playing devil's when, advocate. When they, when they calling out these judges' names, have you ever heard of any of them? No. Can you name? Now you, are, you a boxing guru? Name one judge. Yeah, I know a few judges' names, but yeah, I, know I didn't know them before they yeah. were judges. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, who are these people? I think they should be. I, I, I agree that. The criteria to be a judge need to be elevated. I think that because they going off the body, they they count the body shots. They looking at the head shots. Who's more aggressive? You know who who defense was better. I mean, I mean they looking at the same stuff that a, or somebody who actually been in there will be looking at. Yeah, the, I, we have too many uh, instant incidents in boxing where that we we seen a fight. And we receive horrible decisions. Yeah. Wrong decisions from judges. Exactly. Like name a fight. The worst one of recent history that I can think of was uh when Triple G fought Canelo the first time. And uh Andale- Adelaide you Bird. Triple G won that fight? Canelo always getting beat. Canelo has had like four losses now. <laughs> Against who? Who do you think he should have lost against? Uh, EJ Trout. saying that Canelo's been a beneficiary of biased judging. So which which fight shouldn't he have won? Laura, that's the main one. He lost. Austin Trout, even the round Austin Trout got knocked down and he got back up and won that round. Uh, who else? Obviously Mayweather and, and uh, Danny, Jacobs. Danny Jacobs. Danny Jacobs was more. It could have went. Either way, but 
I'll just throw that one in there too. Yeah, that was close. But you know, yeah, I ain't too, I ain't Canelo, too big on Canelo, these guys. Canelo or Cash Cow. And all the guys that you name are not. They're not cash cows. I think I think I think uh I think Canelo won all those fights you said. Uh against Laura? Yeah. He got out boxed bad. But I, I need I do need to go rewatch it. So I, Laura just took Mayweather's game plan and applied it. But I don't think he was I think what messed he wasn't. He did a too much running instead of not enough. Yeah. Punching. Well, well, her Laura, if I can remember, if my memory serves me correctly, he was not aggressive enough. He didn't throw. He didn't commit. He didn't push the fight and throw enough punches. I mean, when you fighting a mega star like Canelo, and I put emphasis on mega star. I mean. <laughs> You, it's not enough to do the Tony Harrison. It ain't enough to, to try to be slick and move and box. You really gotta go take that. So do you think? Do you but, think Mayweather can come out of retirement right now and go and rematch Canelo and beat him again? No, 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 no. Canelo, no. Canelo's better now. What? Canelo's better and Mayweather's worse. DJ, you gotta you think, think about DJ? that. Uh. It has to be with all the uh, disclaimers that Mayweather had, like the you can't be one over what one fifty two, you can't uh, like I don't know. It has to be. It has to be. It has to be <laughs> those same rules. <laughs> I, I I just don't. I mean, uh, it's hard, man. It's hard. Canelo so much. I'm just using logic. I mean, Canelo is so much better. Than he was when he fought Floyd because he learned a lot. I mean, he actually stole Floyd Mayweather's style, yeah. if you want to think about it. Yeah. I mean, people don't yeah. say that, but the thing y'all hated Mayweather for the most, y'all love Canelo for the most. So, I mean, he's getting so much praise and endorsements for doing the same thing that Floyd Mayweather was doing. So, that kind of angers me. But... I am a big Canelo fan. I mean, I'm a big Floyd fan. I think Floyd could come out of retirement and beat Canelo again. I'm so silly. I actually bet on Canelo in the first fight with Floyd. Um, that is my. Uh, you bet with him. What do you call it when you admit something? Uh, I don't know. That's bet, my confession. <laughs> you bet. With, you bet with Canelo. I thought Canelo would beat Floyd. Yeah, and I'm. I didn't have to tell nobody that. So, so who you think? Who you think out there can beat Canelo now? What about the Charlo? No. The Charlo. No. Yeah. What are you gonna do? <laughs> you think Charlo beat Canelo? No. How you think the fight will end? Uh, probably by knockout. What? <laughs> I beg the difference. Yeah. See. What has Charlo and I'm I'm very good friends with Charlo. We we were amateur teammates just like me and Eugene. I've been knowing them since they're like eight or nine. We live in the same city, so let me put that out there. I really am proud of Charlo. Both Charlos. I'm very proud of them. I think they overachieved because I didn't see 
in the amateurs and when they first turned pro, I didn't see the future that they're having now that that was going to be their future. I'll be the first one to tell you. They really overexceeded and overachieved in my estimation. And I think they deserve all the credit, all the kudos, all the accolades that they receive. I didn't see this. I didn't see them both becoming world champion and dominating for a long period of time. Like the way they do and, and the, the the manner of the victories they've gotten. I mean, devastating knockouts. I, I don't see I don't see Canelo beating which one is one sixty? Uh, Jamal. Jamal. I don't see Canelo beating Jamal. Yeah, I, I got Canelo beating him. I'm sorry, Charla. See, this is actually me being honest. This is not me being biased. I know these people. I'm friends with these people. But when I'm on the radio and when we're on the show, I'm going to give it to you straight. So I think, I think he has to fight more people. He hasn't really fought no anybody of that stature like. Like Canela, Charla. He hasn't been tested on that level. You gotta understand, man. There's levels to but this thing. A, but he's a lion, man. Like he's he, a lion. He, he going into that fight with one thing on his mind, and that's hard to break. So you, if he does are, good with like another, big are you are you promoting uh, lions only? You buying into <laughs> this theory? Lions only. Lions hey. only, one heartbeat. You you with all that? I just like what I see, man. Cause the other, what's the other Charlo? Uh, Jermail. He was to me. I think he was. Man, he was losing that last fight. He definitely was losing. And I think that he just his mentality just and his will to win. You got know, him that knockout, man. You know that him losing that fight worries me. He was losing before he got the knockout. So people shouldn't, a lot of times. But on the scorecard, it said he was up. Yeah, but you know, that's, see, that's, see, that's some corrupt judges. About. See? It's, it, it's some judges that are bad judges, like say they don't know what they're watching. But it's some judges that are corrupt judges. And that's difference. A corrupt judge is you know this guy not winning. But you're gonna score for him because he's the the money guy. He's the the guy that's being promoted, or you you trying to stay in good graces with certain organizations. Yes, they do with Canelo. Exactly. So you know that they're gonna pick you for more big fights because they know that you're gonna go along with with the plot. The plot is we want the big money fighter to keep winning, so we can keep making big money fights. And certain judges know if they start scoring against people, you know, when they start picking judges, they're going to start leaving their names off the – so it's all corruption. Now we're going back into boxing corruption. And there's a lot of corrupt judges out there. I think um, – I thought I thought Tyson Fury did enough to beat well, – outbox Wilder. I think – I think – I think it was uh, – the way you tally the point to the point system up, it equals a draw because I think uh, the two rounds, Wilder knocked down Tyson Fury. That's a ten-eight round. So, but then besides that, I think what uh, other rounds did he win? I think he won what uh, three other rounds. 
What you What you got to say about this? That no, first, I think you won. I think you won two other rounds. Wild the fight, yeah. I think he won two I other give him four rounds. I give him four rounds. That but makes look, a draw. Look, that makes it a four draw. Four rounds makes a draw, but including the knockout. The knockout. Yeah. Well, what did they get that fight? A, a, a draw. Unanimous decision, split draw. Uh, <laughs> it was some. Crazy. I don't know. I know it ended up in a draw. But even when he knocked him down the first time, I thought Tyson got up and outboxed him. Still. Yeah, I'm. He got yeah. up and, and outboxed him, man. So who you going with on the rematch? I'm going with Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury said he's going to knock out Wilder in two, which I don't believe. Why not? I got to get somebody said, in the chin. Wilder said he's uh, Tyson Fury throw pillows. He says fists feel like pillows. He he <laughs> he knocked out uh, uh, Tom Schwartz in two rounds. That Who? was the first fight after De- Deontay Wilder. Tom Schwartz, who's probably going down in a hall of shame. I think... I think Tyson Fury will outbox Wilder. I'm going for because Wilder. Wilder can't get in Tyson's head. Wilder can't get in Tyson's you head. Big Dossa. Yeah, you big dosser. Yeah, what he say? <laughs> he calls him a big dosser. He cannot get your in bum. Tyson. Your bum. <laughs> I beat guys like you every day of the week. I love the way Tyson Fury fight, man. I love his mentality. I mean, I'm not taking nothing away from Wilder, man. Wilder has proven himself, even though everybody talked about him and said he's uh, overrated. Man, this man. I this like man. I like Tyson Fury, but like how the UK stick together, I'm gonna stick together with the uh, with the US. For real, where's your pride, man? It's not about UK or US. It's about this sport that I like and these two guys fighting. Because I mean, even after even after Wilder lost, even after Fury lost. He was a gentleman after that loss, you know. Fury and, and, never lost. I mean, even 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 when he knew he won, he won that fight. But he was still a gentleman after that draw. Man, he was a gentleman he because he didn't crazy. remember nothing. He wasn't going crazy. He saying, didn't even know where he was at. He was concussed. That's a Wilder said. You see Wilder facing when Fury got up off that ground. Wilder was Wilder blowing kissy faces. Ooh. Then when when <laughs> hey when Fury got up off that ground, Wilder was like, <laughs> like oh shit, I'm in a fight now. I will give you this. I will give you this. <laughs> I am so shocked that Tyson Fury. Rose from the dead like the Undertaker. It was like rise. That was the greatest thing I think I've ever seen in my life. I mean, this man was completely knocked out. I mean, he was sleeping. I heard him snoring. Wilder said he gonna baptize him and finish him this time. That's part of the baptismal. You gotta rise after they dunk you in the water, then you gotta stand up. <laughs> so he was baptized. Now, the thing that impressed me about that, now, the bad thing about that is he got more than 10 seconds. The the, the judge, well, the referee really no, helped him. No, look what, look what. That's the Wilder, long count, baby. That no, fight should have been stopped. No, that boy was not. Look what Wilder did. Look what Wilder did. Ooh. After the, after, yeah, he went over there blowing kids. <laughs> oh, you think it was the right neutral corner. Huh? I think it was the right time. When yeah, he looked at He them. didn't get to the neutral corner. That's, I ain't going to lie. If he have ran to the neutral corner. Then, that yeah. man was dead. He didn't have to. He could have moonwalked to the damn neutral corner. That fight was over with. I mean, it's a thing called no count necessary. 
that referees can execute. When you see a dude get dropped too bad, have you ever seen a count a time when a guy got dropped so bad the ref didn't even count? Yeah, because he was getting yeah, because his eyes were closed. Or he, he was, was not. Or he was I, getting like he shouldn't even count it. That was if, it. But if he was getting whooped, he was snoring. But if he was getting whooped and done bad and losing the fight leading up to that, then yeah, I understand that. But man, the man was in the fight. He was winning. So no. he get knocked out. You got to get his man a shit. And then when he did get up, he finished the fight. No count necessary, if you ask me. What's your prediction on this? What's but your prediction hold on. on this rematch, what I want to, I want to, I want to give Tyson Fury some credit because I don't have much credit to give Tyson Fury. So the one point that I can give him credit, let me take this time to give Tyson Fury some credit. I cannot believe he got up from that knockdown. Like, I mean, this man was knocked out. And you know how I know? I was at the fight. You know why I was at the fight? I fought on the fight right after Tyson Fury and uh, uh, Wilder fought. So I was in the back dressing room warming up, hitting the pads. And you know, in the dressing room, they got these big old monitors where you can watch and hear the fight while you're in the dressing room. So, cause everybody like, oh man, I wish I could go out there and look at the fight, I'm missing it. And you know, I was worried about my fight. I had to fight Chris Ariola, the nightmare. But, you know, it was like, man, I need to be focused on my fight, but I'm like, I'm at the Wilder Fury fight. Damn, I do want to see some of this fight in person. So I wish, I, at first they told me I was going to be the first fight. I was like, cool, let me get my fight in and out the way, win or lose, then I can sit back and watch all of the fights and, and have fun. Like, Because sometimes boxing trips can be a, business and it can be like a vacation you i mean you fighting in like one ds fought nate campbell in in uh, uh cancun i mean like you're boxing is gonna take you so many places yeah you there for business but what i would do and most fighters don't do is that when they start book, booking the plane tickets for me to fight and most of the time they have you fight on a Saturday night and you're leaving Sunday morning coming back and I mean sometimes a lot of times uh, if you're a boxer you can attest to this uh, most fighters don't even go to sleep after the fight they stay up you know party or do whatever and then they just go and go to the airport there's no point in trying to sleep for one hour or two hours so what I started doing is when I fight because I always was fighting on the road in other people's hometowns, I started saying, man, when you book my ticket, you know, I'm leaving three days after the fight, you know, so book my ticket three days after the fight. I'm not fighting and jumping on the plane and coming straight back home because I used to do that. And yeah, I was in Miami. Did you see Miami? No, I just fought and left. I didn't even get to see the city. So I stopped doing that. I said, if I'm gonna go somewhere, I'm going to come here, I'm going to do my business, then I'm going to stay there and get some scenery and make it a little vacation, decompress, do things like that before I come home. <clears throat> so this credit that I need to give to Tyson Fury, because I tell you, I don't have much credit to give Tyson Fury. I personally don't really like Tyson Fury or the way he fights 
or what he stands for or anything. Wilder do thing. not like that style, man. Wilder man. has a problem with that style. I like Tyson Fury. The only I don't way like you can, Tyson the only way Fury. you can beat the only way you can uh Tyson I mean, not taking nothing for Wilder, but the only way Wilder beats everyone, if you look at all his fights, they're on the outside and they're not moving. Them big men he fight, they stay on the outside and they keep their hands up and they they're not no head movement. Uh the first fight, Ortiz, or the first fight with Wilder and Ortiz, Ortiz did a lot of moving until his legs got tired. That's mm. when he got caught. When he got still, mm. when he stood still, he got caught. Tyson Fury, he went to he went to uh, distance with Wilder because he did a lot of head movement. Wilder, Wilder used to people like Steph Furman just standing there. He could just clock him and knock him out. Anytime you got head movement, and you got Wilder doing this here. He 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 misses with them shots. If if uh. Wilder can't make no no serious adjustments in this rematch. Tyson Fury, he had a couple of fights after that fight, and he ready, man. I'm telling you. Tyson Fury, overrated. Overrated. I don't think another uh, heavyweight can beat him. Who? Uh, Tyson Fury. There's plenty of people who beat Tyson Fury. But him and Anthony Josh should be a good fight. But other than that. uh, He will outclass and out. He will. He will. Outbox Anthony Joshua. He ain't gonna knock him out, but he'll outbox him. The way he'll Anthony Joshua fought the last He'll outbox Andy Reeves. He'll outbox Tyson. He'll box, outbox Anthony Joshua. He's just gonna outbox Wilder. Overrated. He's gonna get knocked out cold this time. Finally, I am so happy for this rematch because we can finally end the Tyson Fury saga that is that is infecting the world of boxing and the people's beliefs. Tyson Fury is so overrated. His boxing skills, I mean, the only thing he got going for him, in my estimation, is his height. He's six foot nine, and you can't help the way you're born. You can't help how tall you grow. I mean, it is what it is. So he he has a natural advantage being so tall. His boxing skills, they all right. They're pretty much overrated. And uh, his movement and, and the way he thinks of himself is totally ludicrous. This man think he's the best fighter ever. He said he the best fighter ever. Well, who? I mean, Mayweather said he's the best fighter ever. Well, he has, he has a, a, a claim at that. He at least has a legitimate claim. Tyson Fury does not. Last night, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, I'm glad you brought that up. Goodness gracious, I'm glad you brought that up. Last time I checked, does Tyson Fury have a heavyweight belt? Does he have a championship belt? The lineal. The what? <laughs> Hold on, I don't think I, let me clean this earwax out. Now what, what does Tyson got, Fury what, what have? He got, he got him stripped because he didn't, what I, he got, he was, uh, he had to check himself into a hospital or something, didn't he? Oh man, I'm he not. Didn't, here, he didn't I'm not his, here for he the sad his, stories. No, no, but he I'm didn't not lose, here he didn't for lose the sad his belts stories. to another man, huh? He didn't lose his belts to another man in the ring. What belt does he have? He had a belt. He took the had had implies past tense. <laughs> what belt does Tyson Fury have? Don't at have, this moment, you don't you don't have a belt. Now. Oh, he's fixing to have the WBC. No, no, no. Hold on. I don't. Need, I can't even spell fixing. What do you mean? What <laughs> belt does Tyson Fury have at this moment? 
He don't have none now. None. Oh, but that's not what Tyson Fury says. <laughs> he he's gonna have. Uh, no, 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 no. We're not gonna deal in Ghanas and shitters and cutters and woulders. This so what, man says he is the lineal heavyweight champion of the world. What? Can, EJ, I mean, me, Gene, EJ, can anybody clear this up for me? What the heck is a lineal heavyweight champion? I never heard of this. I mean, as far as I know, it's a WBC, WBA, IBF, and WBO. When, where did this other belt come from? I agree. I mean, I go to the Macy's and buy some belts off the belt rack. I mean, I know you can get belts like that, but. It say lineal on it? Yeah, I got a belt that says lineal and a, and a, and a nice button up. But since when did people start creating championships? And the public is stupid enough. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't want to call anybody stupid. Ignorant enough, because ignorant only means you just don't know. So I, it has a bad connotation, but not really if you check the denotation. So what is this belt that Tyson Fury has that the public is ignorant enough to agree to and to recognize? I don't know. Uh, what? What? Wasn't there other lineal champions before? Like, uh, nah, I, I respect. Yeah, I, tell, I respect. okay. Tell me how the lineal championship belt looked like. How it look? There is no belt. Huh? <laughs> there is no. Hey, belt. I respect Wilder. Wilder's huh? like, man, I don't want to have nothing to do with no lineal champion and lineal belt, man. He ain't a lineal belt. How it look? This is like religion. This is like God. This is like. This is something you've never seen, but everybody believes. What? Tell me about this lineal championship, because I, I I never seen it. Is it black, blue, red? What color is it? How it look? It's gonna be green after the rematch. No, no, that's the WBC. I'm talking about the lineal heavyweight champion, Tyson Fury. Anybody seen a lineal championship belt? Okay, you 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 right, you right. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So look. And, before before I, it slipped my mind, what do you think about? Do you think that the Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence fight will happen in twenty twenty? Um, it shouldn't. I don't think it should. I think this is a horrible, weak, sorry, just disgusting attempt by Terrence Crawford. To try to get a fight with a man while he's weakened and hurt. This I didn't see nobody calling out Errol Spence before Terrence he. Crawford did. Hmm? Terrence Crawford did. Terrence Crawford been caught one person. Huh? Terrence Crawford. Huh? Danny, I mean, uh, uh, what? Danny Garcia. Hold on. Keith Thurman. Oh. Sean Porter. Oh. At one point, none of them really oh. want to say Earl Spence. Terrence Crawford was the only person calling out Earl Spence. He, he never, never, he spoke of Earl Spence in a whisper. He, <laughs> he mumbled Earl Spence in little underrated, low budget interviews here and there. He never called for. Errol Spence and 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 Errol Spence never called for him. Never. Errol Spence called for everybody. Yeah, but you notice he always say, uh, "I I fight Danny Garcia, I fight Keith Thurman." He always wanted to fight <clears throat> Keith Thurman. He ain't mentioned too much about Terrence Crawford, man. Terrence That's Crawford. one dude. 
there's one dude that I know and I will put my last dollar on that will beat Earl Spence. That's the only dude. I got Earl Spence. He gonna knock Terrence Crawford the hell out. No. I think Terrence Crawford been calling him out a lot, but yes. uh, but oh, I don't yeah. think I don't on think low he'll budget win. Shows I don't think he'll win. And now he's amplified the call out because the man is badly living. And, and now, now you, now he really, now he actually going on Twitter, and hey, he now he really caught. You go do 140 miles, get ejected from a car with 100 flips, and it's a miracle. And we he, don't even know if your bones had, is is some teeth, some teeth knocked out. We don't know the extent of his injuries. No, like it, it said it. No brain injuries. No, he was out the hospital in what a week and a half. We don't after, after flipping that many times. We don't no know. broken bones. Playing, he was at fights doing interviews with his with his fake teeth in right now until his ribs come in. Oh he man, back, he back everybody 100%. got fake now, teeth now. Now what the thing is is he back mentally. He's back. I mean, ain't nothing wrong with him physically, but is he back um, mentally? I think that he should have some warm up fights, or maybe some mandatory title say? defenses. He said he don't want no warm up fights. He said he want to go straight to the top and fight the best. He said that. Did you hear? Him well, say that? he's already at the top. He don't got to go to the top. Well, he said he want to fight the best. He don't want yeah, no warm up fights. Yeah, he he, fights. he he he. Let's be realistic. We need to see if he is what he always has been. They got I think the, him they and got, Danny, Danny Garcia would be a good. Come like I starting even, point. I wouldn't him. even start that hard. I say just take a a man. I think like Berto. Like Berto. <laughs> Berto's tough. Berto's tough, man. Sean Porter stopped him. Yeah, but you know that's head butts and all that kind of stuff. What? Sean Porter is a very dirty fighter. Oh my goodness. Oh, you know Sean. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I noticed that everybody that you know or affiliated with, you have nothing but high praise for them. I'm starting to think that you're very, very biased when it comes to boxing. Sean Porter is a is a dog. You are very good friends with Sean Porter. Sean is a dog, and he's a he's a, a vicious animal in the ring, and ain't nothing pretty about it. Especially his face. He didn't. He's he a didn't, very ugly. He didn't. He didn't. Guy. Uh, he ain't here, but. Earl Spence. Yeah. As a matter of fact, Earl Spence was uh, throwing a kind of uh, under the belt blows at Sean. Did you see that? Yeah. Sean he, did not one time complain but listen, to the ref or nothing. But listen to this. But listen to this. Why is this man getting so much praise and adulation for losing a fight? I don't understand. Because man, a lot of people thought it could. It was a draw. If people tell you, "Oh, you didn't lose as bad as we thought you were gonna lose," okay, it well, was a draw in my eyes. According to the judges, I think Earl Spence won. He dropped but, him. He shouldn't have got dropped. He probably had a draw man, case if he wouldn't have got knocked man, he down. Got, he, hey, Earl Spence took some. Punishment, man. What, what about that knockdown? Yeah, he got that knockdown. Well, I but mean, but you, don't so, don't so, braze so you, over it. So you, I want you to talk so you about it. A fight? What you think about that? So you determine a fight over a knockdown? I mean, they it was a rounds. I think it was a pretty even fight, but the knockdown gave Earl Spent the edge. I mean, it's simple as that. So that's why I I'm th- talking I thought, about them, the I knockdown. Sean Porter bought the pressure and was hit. He heard Earl Spence too. Did Sean Porter is too ugly to be champ. 
That man is very unattractive, and I hope he never wins a championship belt. <laughs> man. And then he got the nerve to go on TV with with that afro out. Man, this is, listen, this is a disgrace to boxing. Sean Porter, if you ever do that again, I'm writing hate mail and I'm going to pick at you. I'm a fan of Sean Porter. I'm a fan of Earl Spence. I'm a fan of Wilders. But Terrence Crawford, man, ain't nobody beating that guy. Man, Terrence Crawford is very beatable. Nobody's beating Terrence Crawford. And that concludes our first episode of None So Strong Boxing Podcast. But first, before we end, we would like everyone to, uh, you can download this app, the Clear Lake Today app. We want you to download the Clear Lake Today app. We're going to put this on all platforms. So you can hear our show live every week. Uh, Clear Lake Today app. I'm going to put it on all my social media. If you're on Facebook, follow our uh, boxing group and None So Strong Boxing. So None So Strong Boxing group on Facebook. To stay updated, we'll have live feeds of all our shows here. Um, on social media, UG, what's your social media? Just I'm on the I'm Facebook, Mean Gene Hill, and uh, you know I just started my my uh, my Mean Gene bootcamp classes Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, uh, morning time five to six, afternoon time seven to eight, Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, and on Saturdays at nine a.m. Uh, what goes on in these classes? Just a bunch of cardio and and sweat and and get keeping the heart rate up and just getting in shape for everybody in Galveston County and. In the surrounding cities. It's Can I join one of these classes? Of course. Come on down. Gator Boxing Gym off 146 and 517. 12,000 Highway 146. Okay, and EJ, where can, can they find you on social media? Find me on Instagram, Twitter, uh, and Snapchat at I am Eugene Hill. I am Eugene Hill. And for me, you can find me on uh Snapchat, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, all at T Diddy Boxing. But also on Instagram, you can find me on Boxing T Diddy. Now it's a T like Tony, Tony the Tiger, T Diddy. They be like P Diddy. No, it's not P Diddy. I don't dance like that. It's T Diddy. All right. So you can find me on Boxing T Diddy on Instagram, but also all networks, T Diddy Boxing. I thank everybody for tuning in, and uh, this will be back next week. And, man, I really enjoyed myself. Thanks, Doug. And at the same time, man, keep punching. It's not so strong boxing.